This is Space Waffles, a Star Wars podcast. Welcome to Space Waffles. I'm Arzu. And I'm Candace. And today, in honor of a very special 44th anniversary, Candace and I are talking about the very first book to come out in the Star Wars Expanded Universe, now called Legends, Splinter of the Mind's Eye, something I never thought I would read and something I have now read. I read this as a child I'm and so I was sorry. very confused because as a child, you don't know like the backstory of all the Star Wars movies that, you know, maybe George didn't have this all planned out, like he said in a little featurette I've seen, you know, like... Maybe like Luke and Leia didn't were planned to be brother and sister for a while because yeah, this confused me. <laughs> and even as a child, I was like, what is Luke doing in this? I, yeah, this one is, um, it felt like a very early novel. It's sort of, it, I don't mean this in a bad way. Like y'all know, I love fan fiction. I write fan fiction, but this, felt like fan fiction in a way that I think the newer novels don't. And it might be because it was kind of being done slightly concurrently with The Empire Strikes Back. Because as far as I recall, I did read this before we sat to record this. And I don't know where I read it and I can't find it anymore. But from what I recall, this was being written as a continuation of the story because they didn't think they were getting another movie. Yes. Okay. So yeah, this was written as a, oh no, if we do get another movie, we need to make this as cheaply as possible. That's why Han Solo, Chewbacca, everyone's not here. They knew they could not get Harrison Ford back. They knew they would need money for that. So this came out like a year after A New Hope. So I'm wondering if he- Less, if less he, than a year later. Yeah, less than a year. So I'm wondering if he even saw any of like the dailies from A New Hope. That might be another reason why he like didn't quite like Luke's a lot different, you know? And so is Leia. Uh, having read the Alan Dean Foster, because he is, Alan Dean Foster yes. wrote Splinter of the Mind's Eye for those who don't know. Um, having read his novelization of The Force Awakens, Alan Dean Foster likes to take liberties with the movie, with the characterization. He kind of tells stories his own way, for better or worse. He's not he's not there to do an adaptation of the character on screen. He's there to kind of tell the story the way he wants to tell it. And I think that that was very, very clear in Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Yeah, I haven't read that. I read the New Hope um, mm-hmm. version, which he ghost wrote before this. Uh, many years ago, many years ago. So that, um, the New Hope novelization that he ghost wrote came out before the movie did. Okay. Came out almost a year before the movie. But yeah, this felt, I don't know. It felt very separate. It felt like it was a whole different set of characters that just happened to be named Luke and Leia. I agree. It didn't, it didn't not feel like Star Wars. It definitely still felt like Star Wars to me. Like in terms of the adventure and the and the creatures and like the Empire and all that we'll get into, but it didn't feel like Luke Skywalker and and Leia Organa. Leia is very much like hit with the idiot stick. Well, yeah, she's a girl. Yeah, it very much felt like that. Like, oh no, I got mud on me. Oh no. Somebody's I'm being looking- mean to me. 
I'm freaking out. This is never going to work. Even though this woman is the same woman who lied to Vader straight mm -hmm. to his face about accepting like the rebel plans. Like this is a woman who did not succumb to torture. Okay. I do want to, I do want to talk about that, but um, backing it up for those who Sorry. haven't read the book, <laughs> just the plot of the book very loosely, because it is a pretty straightforward plot. Yeah. is Luke and Leia are en route to a Rebel Alliance meeting and they um, have some interference with their ships and they crash on the planet of Mimban. What, Mimban? Mimban? Mimban. Yeah, I think so. Which comes back in the Rise of Kylo Ren comic. It comes back. Uh, they make mention of it. No, they don't mention it. They, we see it in um, Solo. Solo. That's so, where um, Han gets into after he gets kicked out of the Imperial Academy and that's where he meets Chewie. That's where he gets all the mud on him. Get, so Yeah. He, the muddiness of Mimban is, uh, yeah, I mean, pervasive. <laughs> it was like, oh, not the worst thing to happen to Han on Mimban. It's, uh, <laughs> it's Luke and Leia sexual. <laughs> oh boy, it was so intention. <laughs> so they crash land on Mimban, and um, they determine that it's not just kind of random villages; that there must be some sort of larger outpost. So they make it their mission to go find that outpost so they can either fix their ships or call for help to continue on to that meeting. When they get to the larger town, they realize it is a mining community overseen by the Empire. And Luke might still be a nobody, but Leia is very much not a nobody. So they have to kind of play it incognito while trying to find their way off the planet. And they run into a woman named Hala, who Hala. says that she... <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I had to! <laughs> oh, dear. I'm I knew sorry. that was coming. I had to brace myself for it, and it happened anyway. <laughs> no, you're you're it. So they meet they meet Hala, and she um says that she will help them in exchange for them helping her find the it's the mind's eye, right? That's the name of the thing. That's, Did I make that up? Yeah, I think it's a mind's eye. I mean, that's what it's called. Yeah, it's I always thought that that's what it was, and then I, I can't remember if they actually mentioned it, but I assume. But this very large kyber crystal MacGuffin. that holds value because she's only got a splinter of it. She wants the rest. So that's the title of the book, Arzy. Oh, my God. It's all coming together. So that is essentially the mission is a fetch quest in order to exchange it for transport off the planet. In their attempts to disguise themselves and go incognito, Luke and Leia pose as a miner and his purchased servant girl. And Luke is enjoying this just a little too much. Okay. Just and as I've told you before, Arzu. Yes. I love Luke Skywalker as a little yes. girl. Like I, I was in love with him. Your future husband. He was. Yeah. I was very devastated to one, find out he was a fictional character and two, like, he's played by a much older person. Like, I didn't understand, like, 1977, like, the year, you know? So I, had, I went through a lot of emotions as a child. But, yeah, even as, like, a 10-year-old reading this book, I was like, that's not my Luke Skywalker. Hashtag, that's not my Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> you were doing not my Luke Skywalker decades before anybody else. doing hashtags decades before everybody else. <laughs> I, even as somebody who's not super attached to Luke Skywalker, I'm looking at Splinter of the Mind's Eye Luke. Like, I don't, I don't know this man. I don't. Especially when you compare, um, what's the book that 
comes in between A New Hope and Empire. This one, no? What? It's this one, isn't it? No, no, no. There's one that's canon now. Oh, yes. Heir to the Jedi, which I love. I love Heir to the Jedi. It is such an underrated gem. Yeah. If you haven't read it, please do. When you compare that Luke with this Luke, and they're around the same time, Mm -hmm. it's kind of weird. They do say, oh, it's been two years since Yavin. Okay. So I guess in two years, Luke became a good liar. Like, a liar I can believe, but he's abrasive. He's rude. He's chauvinistic in a way that Luke Skywalker isn't. Okay. This is the biggest thing. He knows how to swim, but Leia doesn't. Luke freaking Skywalker, who grew up on a moisture farm. On Tatooine. Tatooine. Did he learn how to swim in sand? I guess. Whereas Leia, who grew up on Alderaan, which we saw has lakes and mountains and who knows what, does not know how to swim. Even in A New Hope, we see the planet is very blue. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we don't get to see it before we can guess. Yeah. And also, she is a rich royal princess. She's probably traveled outside of, you know. Yeah. She vacationed in Mon Calamari, you know, like. Honestly, like, why not? But it's like you said, she kind of got hit with that idiot stick. Where... Yeah, when they're at the bar, she freaks out. And to stop her from freaking out, Luke smacks her. And that works. Because she's a hysterical woman. It, I don't... I want to make it clear that Disney should pay Alan Dean Foster what they owe him for his work. Because I know that was an issue a while ago. I'm not sure if that was resolved. So I want to be clear that he should be paid for his work. That said, I don't like the way Alan Dean Foster writes women. At all. Yeah, there was a big issue also, like, afterwards, she pushes Luke into the mud when they're still, like, in front of all these other people because they're trying to stay hidden, but she creates another commotion, which, again, even if you're just going by A New Hope Leia, it contradicts everything we know about her. Just because she's a princess doesn't mean she's a princess. But I feel like he only had that one that one setting. The thing is, like, we know that she was tortured forever. And Bader's like, she didn't tell me anything. Yeah. You know, like, they Which seem is, surprised. Okay, because that's the second time this has come up. That is the one thing I liked in this book, like, about Leia. Is that, you know, it's been two years since she was tortured by Vader for information, like, on the Death Star. And he does acknowledge that the event has traumatized her. And we see this come up again in like in Bloodline and and later on in canon. Like it it stuck with her. And I think a lot of stories are kind of too quick to dismiss it as like, look how strong she is. And like, yeah, we don't have time to dive into that necessarily. But I like that this one did take the time. You can be strong and still have to deal with your trauma. Actually, you're stronger if you acknowledge your trauma and also go through it instead of repressing it like i like as a kid i was always confused i'm like oh she just keeps going but of course as an adult you realize there's adrenaline and you push things down when you're in moments of crisis Mm -hmm. and then i'm like 
damn, after that like metal ceremony, she probably went and had like a really good cry and then maybe a few panic attacks and you know. Yeah, and like we we do see like in Bloodline that it sticks with her for years. And like decades on, it's still not fully gone. And that's okay. That's very human. But I do like that that was addressed here and that like she completely shuts down at the idea of Vader finding her because it's so fresh. So like that's the one thing where I think he was going for a damsel in distress vibe because it happened at an opportune moment for Luke to save them both. Mm -hmm. But whatever the reasoning behind it, I do like that it happened. Also, the another thing is like Leia is okay with the way the miners are treated. She says, "I saw my whole, I saw my whole world, several million people destroyed. Nothing mankind does surprise me anymore. We have our devils and our angels, Luke. You have to be ready to handle both." And I just, I don't think that destroyed her, 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 her humanity. You know, yeah, like it she, made her like cold. He made her cold, like the he author made her did. Cold. Yeah, because, yeah, you can say that she's very tough and aloof with Han, but that's just a woman trying to get her, the job done, you know? Yeah. She doesn't have time for scoundrels and stuff like that. And I had, like, in my notes even, like, I'm like, Luke sometimes, like, yeah, he's acting like a creep. He's lying a lot. He's good at lying. But he's also, like, kind of reminding me of Han because he's, like, telling Leia she walks like a princess and all this kind of stuff. I think because they were writing this thinking they weren't getting Harrison Ford back, they were trying to sort of retrofit Luke to fit both the farm boy and the scoundrel. Yeah. Which I think at the end of the day, the choice they made was the better one. But Okay. Speaking of making Luke like Han, I have some quotes. I have a quote, too, that I just pulled up. Go that for it. We are... We are less than 10 pages into the novel and already the squick was activated. So mm -hmm. he couldn't imagine anyone who could not be persuaded by Princess Leia. She could convince him of anything. Luke treasured those moments when she forgot her station and titles. He dreamed of a time where she might forget them forever. That's mm -hmm. your sister, my guy. He doesn't know that. But okay, um, Leia is just as bad. <laughs> Oh, the princess grew aware of how tightly she was clinging to him. Their proximity engendered a wash, a confused emotion. Yeah, it's confused because you're siblings. Um, it would be proper <laughs> to disengage, to move away a little. Proper, but not nearly as satisfying. In fairness, I know we keep saying they're siblings. In fairness, nobody, not even George Lucas, knew they were siblings at this point in time. Mm-hmm. It's Luke in retrospect felt, where it gets weird. Luke felt the warmth of the body next to him, lowered his gaze, framed in the faint light from above. The princess looked more radiant, more beautiful than ever. Leia, he began, I. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. I, yeah. It is very clear that they thought they were setting up a romantic arc for Luke and Leia in the future. Um, I mean, I'm not here to yuck anybody's 1977 yum, but I don't know. I don't know how that was the conclusion when Han Solo was right there. But, you know, 
As a very small child, I did think, oh, Luke and Leia will get together after I saw the first one because he's the hero and she's the princess. Because as a child, that's all I knew. I knew only really Disney movies. I didn't understand. Like, you were a small child. Yes, not exactly. a fully grown adult. Yeah. That's, it's a very child view of things. Yeah. Because like once I hit, like, well, even before, once I saw the rest of the movies, I understood. Yeah. But, like once I hit like 13, I was like, I get the Han Solo appeal, you know, kind of thing. I was like, you get it, Leia. So beyond this romance of theirs, um, which is not something I ever thought I'd be talking about, but here we are. Beyond the, the romance of Luke and Leia, we do have their their whole side adventure mm-hmm. with the Imperials. And like, I don't know if this is just me, but did you have a hard time conceiving of like space in this book? Yeah, it felt very small, but then sometimes it would feel very big. It, yeah, it all felt so contained. And they'd be like, it's a 10-day drive. And then they'd be like, eight days later. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. And then yeah, it, was it felt just, like everything was, was a little weird. Then it was, yeah. And the chapters were so long. Like, yeah. There were only like, what, 13 chapters or something? 14 chapters? I yeah, forgot. but it's like 160 pages. Yeah. They're quite long. We have like Ky- Kyber, which is like Kyber. So we get like a little bit of that, you know. Yeah. This- this is the first time we actually see the force like move something. Mm-hmm. Because like a new hope, if you think about it, like Ben never moves anything with the yeah, force. No, so the, this is for a new thing. The first time we see the force really move something on screen is Empire Strikes Back in the mm-hmm. Wampa Cave. Yeah. So yeah, this is the first time it happens. And like I do think it was interesting. I think there was one moment where, because um, Hala mentions that she's quite strong with the Force and Luke's like, not really, but she's got it a little bit. Where Leia is just like, well, I can't do that and I have no Force. And they're like, you're right. You can't do that because you don't have the Force. And I think that that was obviously something that has changed, not just with Leia, but largely. And I like that it has since changed to like a thing people can do or they can't do and like the forces in everybody kind of thing. Yeah. Like I, I, I like that change for the better. I always remember because Trial of the Dark Saber is my absolute favorite piece of animation from You Disney. made this about rebels. I can't I believe did. it. I'm waiting for you to make it about Ben Solo. But anyway, Canon says that Sabine is too closed off. That's why mm-hmm. she can't reach the force. So it's like I feel like people are born with the ability to reach the force, but everybody has it. Right. Or maybe like, maybe that's why Leia was able to be hidden better was because maybe she remembers it. She remembers her mother. Maybe she remembers the traumatic events of her birth and that shut her down, you know? Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe her mother is the only thing she can remember. But Padme wasn't like force sensitive. So it's not making that connection. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, I do. I do like that that they kind of took it from this like it's a special thing that special people have, and like made it that you know everybody has it, and it's just, just a question of whether or not you're opening yourself to it. Yeah, it's a nice. It's a nice story evolution. Like this set up a lot of groundwork. I think we take take that for granted. Definitely. So in that. It was an inter- it's an interesting Star Wars artifact. I just don't know that I would read it again. Yeah, it was 
This was also not a good introduction to Legends for me. <laughs> I will say, I know everybody's like, start with Heir to the Empire, and I started with technically with Kenobi, which feels so removed from everything else that doesn't really feel like Legends. But Yeah, Ken- Kenobi's not going to feel like Legends until... Until the show comes be, out. Yeah, until the show comes out. Even then. Yeah, that's because, true, because it's a different time, maybe, you know. It's set, like, within a year. It, not within a year. It's set, like, within days after he drops Luke off with Owen and Brew. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so. Even after the show comes out, technically, it could have still happened. But in terms of, like, the larger Skywalker-ness of Legends, um, Splinter of the Mind's Eye comes first, but I don't know if this is the place to start if you, like me, are looking to get into it. Yeah, I I bought this where I got my parents to buy it for me as a child because I was just like, anything Star Wars, get get my hands on it. I want Star Wars, and they're like, oh, you're reading adult-level books? Here you go, child. Not knowing there was hidden incest subtext in there. <laughs> it wasn't incest when it was written. <laughs> that doesn't make it right. No, it's fine. No, that doesn't make it okay. But there's also um, Marvel released a comic book of this in, where's the numbers? I wonder if I would have liked that better, given how hard to visualize I thought it was. Oh, I'm sorry. It was Dark Horse Comics in 1995. It's a more condensed version of the story. You can see Luke slap Leia in color. So, you know, if you need to see that, that's there. Um. I did like the Imperials, though. I thought okay. they were fun. Like, major... Oh, God. I Grumble? Name here. Grumble? Grumble? Something like that. Grumble. 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 I was like, grumble, grumble, grumble. Like, he feels very in line with the kind of ambitious, slightly psychotic Imperial that we see later down the mm-hmm. line. And, like, I don't know. That was the part to me that felt the most consistent also um leia takes up the lightsaber and tries to go at vader which i thought was interesting it was a very thin moment i think yeah you know not not that i'm saying this about finn but considering leia spent the whole book as a damsel in distress it was nice that that she had that moment of maybe you had that moment when like your force jedi friend is down for the count and you're just like, I'm mad. I'm going to do something about it. And, take and we love her for it. Yes. Uh, uh, this book just ends. We don't know how they get off the freaking planet. Because it doesn't matter. I guess. It just stops. Like, Vader falls into a pit. And then, like, Luke and Leia and R2-D2 <laughs> and 3PO are just like, let's walk away. I And then, honestly, I thought they were like that's that he's gone he's down the pit and it's only luke being like i don't know i sense something that like makes you think that maybe he's still alive but then put down a thermal detonator i don't know like finish the job luke well that's where i think they're like waiting for the yeah if there's gonna be a sequel for the yeah. next movie but i do think it's funny that they like ben solo darth vader was yeeted down a pit there we go i did make it about there we ben go solo. um this is technically you thought i could do time. it Vader and Luke met and, you know, swords. That's right. This is the first time they met in person. First time we see the force used as levitating. There's a lot we see. First time we see. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of milestones they kind of tuck into this little book. 
Yeah, like the kyber crystals, like the idea that the crystals are in the lightsaber. Mm -hmm. And that they are force. Yeah, part of the force. Or part not of part force. of the force, but they're connected. Yeah. See, so, yeah, yeah, like a lot of groundwork set up in Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Considering how much of it, I guess, became not irrelevant, but kind of brushed away by the next movie. I just feel like got to start singing that Andy Dwyer song from Park and the Rec. I fell in the pit. <laughs> we all fell in the pit. If anybody wants to do a We Fell in the Pit edit with Darth Vader and Ben Solo, please send it to us. I would love to see that. Thank you. I don't have the skills to do it, but if somebody wants to. You know what? This could be an in-universe fan fiction or unauthorized novel. Okay. You know, people who don't know that Luke and Leia are, like, related. Maybe they've only heard, like, rumblings. It's, like, only a few years after. And, you know, like, they get – here's what happened. They were on their way to that meeting. <laughs> they got stranded on Mimban for whatever. They, they just get off of Mimban. They're okay. Yeah. They make it to the meeting. They tell people what happened. And they're like, no, I bet this is what really happened. That's why it yeah. took them so long. Never yeah, mind. Yeah. They were just stuck there with technical issues. Yeah. Exactly. So somebody it. somebody wrote the story and like Han finds it while he's traveling during the race circuit and he's like, I am uncomfortable. And that's why he decides to come back. And he's like, hey, Yeah, he, he's like, I would like to be put back into the narrative. <laughs> like I so you know that that thing about how there was a deleted scene of like R2 coming in like interrupting a kiss between Luke and Leia at some point during the original trilogy during empire. Yeah. That's because R2 knew. Yeah. Like it was a delete. Am I making that up? I feel like that's a deleted scene somewhere. I feel like there was another kiss in empire that got cut. Yeah. And then like R2 was there and then they cut it. Cause then they were already by that point kind of formulating the rest of the story. Maybe I'm completely making this up. Maybe this is a family guy joke. I don't know. But I do think it's funny that R2 is supposedly aware that they are siblings and is present for all of this flirting and does nothing about it. That's got to be the first thing that like Luke realizes R2-D2 like knew his father, knew everything, was present for his birth and be like, you didn't tell me about my sister. You didn't think you stop me. You saw me, like, look at her hologram and be like, oh, she's hot? Like, dude, come on. You had little, one job, R2. Little chaos droid that is R2-D2. Yeah. Oh, there is, like, a fun little fan theory that, like, in the book, like, Vader, like, turns off C-3PO and R2-D2. Yeah. Yeah, people are like, oh, that's because he built C-3PO. And he, like, you know, R2-D2 was his drawer. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't, I don't think, I think there's just a switch or something. You well, know? they're droids, like. Yeah. And they're standard, like, R R2 units and. Hey, 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 hey. There's nothing no. standard about R2-D2. I mean, his design is pretty standard. <gasps> it is. It's just his personality is not standard. Be careful. The R2-D2 stands are coming after you next. Uh-oh. Be careful. Hashtag Arzu is over party. Yeah, Arzu D2 party is over. Oh my god, I'm Arzu D2 and they're going to cancel me. Yeah. I'm sorry. All right.
So this is a short but sweet look at this book, but was there anything else other than the incest that jumped out at you? Um, just the memory of me reading this as a child and being very uncomfortable. Like, I don't remember reading every single Star Wars book, but I know I did. Mm -hmm. So I do have vague memories of it. Um, uh, this comes a first, like a close second to like when Luke fell in love with the computer. You know, right up there. Yes, with, like, even I know about that. I'm very confused. <laughs> I don't have an adult here to explain it to me. That feels less confusing knowing the context. This feels more yeah, confusing than that. But like I tried to explain the stuff like that my parents were like, what is this a book about? And I try to explain it and they're like, I don't know if she can read. <laughs> like, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> we should take this away from her. Yeah, I'm really. Okay. Oh, man. I feel like there needs to be a huge disclaimer at the beginning. Be like, this was written before we knew there were siblings. Well, in my in my version of it that I got from the library, it was reprinted as the prequels were being made. And George Lucas wrote the foreword. And he didn't say anything of the sort. No, because then they would have to admit that. Yeah, that's true. George should have warned me is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You tried to warn me, but George Lucas should have. Should have been warned as a child. Yeah. Okay. All right. Final thoughts? Do you recommend it? As a piece of Star Wars history, yes. But as an enjoyable book, no. Because even from like a Legends POV, like... It doesn't make sense. I like if they change the names of the characters to just some random names. I feel I like it would be like a fun Star Wars book, you know, like a Star Wars like, yeah. oh, these are some rebels on the side. You know, this guy is like a misogynist, but, you know, let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I agree. It's like 70s. It's like we aren't purposely being misogynistic, but we are. <laughs> Yay. I don't Yay. know. I'm trying to be positive about this, but I cannot be. Yeah, well, like, I agree, though. It is an interesting piece of Star Wars history, like, to see where all of this stuff got set up. Yeah. But in terms of a book on its own, it doesn't feel super like Luke and Leia. Yeah. R2-D2 and C-3PO. 3PO is very much in character. 3PO is we go. the only one who is very on brand. I did it, Arzu. I did it. We said a nice thing. Yay. Yay. Okay. All right. On that note. If you would like more of Candace's opinions, you can find her on Twitter at Candace is a geek. If you would like more of mine, as well as all of your space waffles updates, you can find me on Twitter at Arzu Amin. Collectively as a network, we are on Twitter at geeky underscore waffle. We are the geeky waffle on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And we are at thegeekywaffle.com, And that's where you can find all of our star Wars reviews, other reviews, podcasts, books, all kinds of fun stuff up on the geeky waffle and we are on patreon patreon.com slash the geeky waffle and that's where we have things like waffles after dark and our discord server and as a final note we are approaching the one year anniversary of space waffles it is in only three weeks time which is wild to think about i guess two weeks after this comes out it's gonna be two it's two weeks from today is 
our one-year anniversary, if at any point over the last year you have enjoyed anything about Space Waffles, please consider leaving us a review somewhere. That would be the best first anniversary present I think we could ask for. So oh, yeah, and we'll read them out too. We will read them out on our on our anniversary show if you can get it out by then. That is April nineteenth. Our anniversary. We will do show. dramatic readings of them. Yes, recreations, readings. So therefore, the wilder the better. Yes. Thank you all so much for listening. Please don't slap your twin in a dire situation and may the waffles be with you.